Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's the Nightcap on 1140 The Bet. Your home for news and insider info on your Vegas Golden Knights and the NHL. Here's your host, Lindsey Brown. Welcome, 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 welcome back to the nightcap. A little bit of a different start, different episode this time around, my friends. It is I, Lindsey Brown, your host always and forever of said nightcap program. I know it has been a few moons since we did a longer form version of this. I appreciate you guys sticking with me. It's been a weird couple of weeks for me personally, but the hockey season rolls on and we've gotten started here for your Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, They're one and one. They basically had uh, a five day break because they played the Seattle Kraken on the opening night uh, of the NHL season. Beat that team four to three. They've been on the road ever since, and it seems in a, they live in a very different existence because it feels like they've played about six games and the Gold Knights have played two. And that first game against the Kraken was great because we get a win, and it was at home. And then we go on the road to the Los Angeles Kings and get our asses whipped by the Kings. And it was just an all-out dumpster fire game, to be honest. It was about one of the worst games that I'd seen played. Nevegas Golden Knights uniform. I mean, Robin Leonard echoed that sentiment himself in the post-game media availability. He was pulled after the second period himself. And it wasn't even really his fault because the team straight up didn't show up. They're obviously dealing with a lot of injuries before that game even happened. And that was before Mark Stone and Max Pacioretty have both been uh, sidelined. Max Pacioretty, four to six weeks, broken foot. He sustained that injury during said Kings game. And then Mark Stone... Uh, We're unsure because we're recording this on Monday, the 18th of November. I was at practice this morning, uh, just kind of seeing what the lines are going to be looking like for the Golden Knights next game, which is going to be on Wednesday against the Blues here in Las Vegas. And with Max out with Mark out until we get some more information. He was at the doctor today. That's what Pete DeBoer said uh, after practice. Um, This team is really going to be looking for personality, for identity, for pretty much Every single checked box across the board because the level of adversity that they're facing beginning this season is definitely up there in terms of probably what they've had to face in, in previous seasons. To have your captain, Mark Stone, and then your you know default other captain, Max Patcher. I mean, we have a collection of them. We still got Alex Petrangelo out there. He seems like he has uh, stepped into that role of being de facto leader quite well. Lots of butt taps and here we go, boys, and dropping F-bombs because we're not being competitive enough. That's a lie. That was, They've been had a... They've had a couple of really good days of practice. Um, but that leaves a huge hole in the top line because two of those three players are out. Chandler Stevenson was actually uh, on a line today with Evgeny Dodonov and Brett Howden. Yes, they both returned to practice. They were all wearing white jerseys. Maroon jerseys were the Misfit line, 81-71-19. That's Marcia So, Carlson, and Riley Smith. Navy jerseys, Cole Lassar, 
uh, Nolan Patrick and Will Carrier. That's right. Will Carrier is back skating as well. Neither of those, none of those guys were in red jerseys, but Nick Waugh was. That red non-contact jersey indicates do not touch me while I'm out here physically. I'm here to skate. I'm here to see if I'm feeling good enough to at least move on to the next progression of my recovery process. Otherwise, everybody was a full go, but Mark Stone, Max Patch already out. Uh, Peyton Krebs was also not on the ice this morning for practice because he played both of the games for the Golden Knights, being the, the Kraken and the Kings, and then uh, played two games for the Henderson Silver Knights over the weekend. So probably could give this kid a, a, a hot minute to catch a breath because they're expecting him to be in that lineup uh, on Wednesday when they face off again here in Vegas against the St. Louis Blues. And those games against the Blues tend to be very, very uh, spirited. They tend to be very uh, busy. Lots of goals, especially in that second period. The long change has been uh, a, a definite thing in this matchup uh, between these two teams previously. And uh, Jordan Bennington is is a great netminder, but the Golden Knights have managed to get to him early. And as long as you don't allow him to settle, allow him to get comfortable, they should be able to really buzz around that net and create and generate offense. But again, this is a Blues team that was very much in a way underachieving last year. Uh, it's always kind of odd seeing how teams go a couple years removed after their cup win, and especially with the exodus that they had with Alex Bertrangelo. He's on our team now. They brought in Tori Krug. They had a lot of shuffling pieces around their team last year, so I'd expect them to be a little bit more settled. Uh, Vladimir Tarasenko still on that team, even though he's uh, put in that request to be traded. He uh, obviously is playing in, in in that time, and that's probably best for him considering he's been injured for the better part of two years and has really seen his value tank and in terms of what he is actually worth when he is healthy and what they can actually command for him in a trade. So you just basically have to work back and, and, and earn back your value when you're Tarasenko, and it's easy to do on a roster like that with Ryan O'Reilly, with, with Colton Pareko, with – with so many names and talents that we've seen associated with that cup run, with some new names over the past couple of years, and as I said, with Jordan Bennington, who is still technically fresh off that contract that he signed uh, last year, that extension. And um, a guy who really has to, has to prove that he is a, a full-time NHL netminder has yet to really show that he has the uh, the ability to play a full season without those ebbs and flows, and I don't know, even know if that's technically possible as a goaltender to just kind of have one of those all-out seasons. Um, at least when they rely on him uh, to the degree that they do in St. Louis. But he also hasn't really been given the opportunity, that 2019 Cup run. Uh, obviously, he came as, like, the fourth goaltender and and really uh, took the reins and took them all the way through to that Cup championship. And then it's been very disrupted ever since. It's, it's hard to believe that it, that's, what, three years ago now already? Uh, not really, but technically three seasons ago because, again, time is a social construct, and we made it up just for the trains. You can look that up. That is a fact. Timing is incredibly important to pretty much every position in hockey and life in general, but especially especially the Golden Knights in terms of their ability to execute on their systems. A lot of new phases. We've talked about it so much uh, over the past few weeks about bringing on the new guys like Nolan Patrick, like Evgeny Dodonov, like uh, Peyton Krebs, and and really fusing them with the with the roster that includes Keegan Colesar has really taken a step over the last couple seasons, or or William Carlson who 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 is trying to take his game as a center to the to another level, or or Will Carrier who's who's trying to find a way to to be disruptive, to be physical, but to also. Uh, find a way to contribute on the scoreboard once in a while. Do that more so because this isn't the same fourth line that we're used to dealing with on this Golden Knights team. And at practice today, there really wasn't a fourth line because 
Uh, there were so many people missing between Stone, Pacioretty, and Krebs. So they basically just had those, those three lines. And it'll be interesting to see how they basically managed that game against St. Louis because when I talked about the matchup uh, ahead of the Kings, I thought the Golden Knights really had to focus on generating more time in the offensive zone, sustaining pressure, not generating so much of their offense in the high zone because it just is so easy for that puck to get disrupted, for it to get turned over back up ice, and for it to be going back the other way. You want to tire out the legs of your opponent. You want to make sure that you grind them down against the boards, make them play the hard brand of hockey, and the Golden Knights don't play that hard of a brand of hockey, so it's really hard for them to command that of their opponents, and so they have to start doing it themselves. And that's a hard game to play. That's a hard forecheck. It takes a lot of extra effort to be relentless in the offensive zone, relentless in the neutral zone, relentless on the back check, relentless in the D zone. There's only so much relentlessness one could have in one single shift. And we're not even talking about the psychology of, well, we're not spending a lot of time down here. I keep turning the puck over or so-and-so is not getting the tape-to-tape passes. There's so many different ways in which you know, Will and Carlson can make a decision to do this versus that. And so often, so often, especially when that line is involved, that misfit line or otherwise, the Golden Knights, when they go on those zone entries into the offensive zone, they cut so high. And what I mean they cut across is that they get the blue line, they start skating in, and then they start going parallel. They start going east to west very, very early in their zone entry. And this is an absolute disaster for a multitude of reasons. But I'll explain it to you in terms of how I look at it as a coach. It was always told to me that the 10 feet around each blue line is the most contentious place on the ice because it's where some of the biggest turnovers happen. And that's where a lot of those turnovers happen against the LA Kings and what really has plagued the Golden Knights in terms of their ability to sustain offense. We know that they can score on the rush. We know that they can create plays, especially stretch plays through the neutral zone. But can they score consistently on the power play? No. Can they usually spend a ton of time down there with teams that are just as good or at least within striking distance of their talent? Usually no. And so with that, you have to grind down your opponents. You have to force them to play the boring style of hockey. And in turn, you have to force yourselves. And that's just not something this team is super comfortable with that they haven't really relied upon. And so The time is now to start getting that into your game. And really, it's going to help in a way to have Mark Stone and Max Pacioretty out because it forces this team to rely on other people and their their abilities to get things done, not necessarily the otherworldly abilities like Mark Stone to turn the puck over at the defensive blue line or Max Pacioretty to always, always, always find that soft spot in the net and and find a timely goal even though the Golden Knights were dominated for, for the better part of a period that always happens they don't play well and then somehow max gets a rush or somebody else does and they're the ones that end up getting first on the board and it saves their ass a ton but it also also doesn't really allow them to generate uh the offense that they need to organically and that's something that they definitely need to work on and was exposed against the kings another thing that was really exposed against the kings was their weak side net front presence i was railing on this on friday afternoon Um, Because it was just so blatant how poor the centers played in the defensive zone for your Golden Knights. And maybe it's because we're playing a new type of positional uh, kind of fluidity when it comes to Alex Petrangelo and our D jumping up in the the play. I don't know if that privilege is just extended to Petrangelo or to Shea Theodore a little bit more. We know Theo loves to get involved, but I don't know if he has 
as bright of a green light as Alex does. And we know that Theodore isn't Alex Petrangelo and Alex Petrangelo isn't Theodore. And so they're different skill sets and they have different menu selections in their own head that plays that I am allowed to make, plays where I need to be here, just plays that I want to be more involved with. But when those D are jumping up, when you have a a little bit more of an active uh, core, you have to have defensively responsible centers because they have to be able to cover ass for those D that do jump up into plays. We talked about this a lot with Alex Petrangelo last week, but the thing is, is that especially Chandler Stevenson and William Carlson tend to get lost in the defensive zone. Stevo tends to be a little bit high in the zone, probably cherry picking a little more. And why wouldn't he be? Because he's looking for that damn stretch pass that they always hit him with. But Carlson, a little bit more uh, elusive of an answer to find because you can see he's in the right general vicinity, but he's not always going the right direction or going with the flow or cutting against the grain or he's just going a little bit too far out of position. And Nolan Patrick, that's his biggest knock on him. The guy probably is going to be the best uh, zone entry guy for this team in terms of taking the puck to the net, not just getting the puck to the net. But my God, does that guy not have the stop and start mentality into his head yet? And that's a discipline thing. That's a thing where somebody has to take it upon themselves and say, I need to get better in this area. And most of the time, most of the time you need uh, motivation to do that. You need a a higher calling, a higher frequency to say, I need to stop here instead of 10 feet further down the ice because that's just what I need to do. And the way that you get Nolan Patrick to do that, to be more involved with that, is to get the good vibes going, is to involve him, is to hopefully get him going on the score sheet. Because if you want to talk about the person who has the biggest opportunity for the Golden Knights with the absence of Max Pacioretty and Mark Stone, I'm going to say that it's Nolan Patrick, even though he's not a winger. Those two other guys are wingers. He's a center. But this is where he can kind of take up a little bit more of the workload, where we expect something from him. And all you need is a little bit of a spark. All he needs is a power play goal or one where he just takes that puck to the net and just says, damn it, I'm shoveling this in and I don't care who else goes in there with me. And it just happens. And you just keep rolling and rolling. And we've never really seen what a confident Nolan Patrick looks like in this league, period. And so, like I said, this is a huge opportunity for him. And especially in the defensive zone, and in these little effort plays, be that stopping and starting, getting back into place, you're not extra behind in the back check, or making sure you're picking up people in that weak side uh, net front presence, in that spray area that so many rebounds are going to pop into. And sometimes they're going to go in. Sometimes goals are going to be scored. That's just straight up the way that it goes. But they need to do a better job of what they've done so far. And hopefully with their work at some uh, of practice, they're working on uh, plays that are originating from down below the goal line and, They tend to get lost on those or just get discombobulated. They're working on coverage with that, staying tight. They were doing the same thing with 2v1s with the back checker. Who's taking who? Well, if the D's taking away the pass, then the back checker has to go straight to the shooter, provide that pressure on him. At the very least, if he cannot disrupt the triangle or strip them of the puck. And then just based off of, you know, where do I go if I don't have the puck and my team doesn't have the puck? Like, you'd be surprised of how confusing that is for a lot of people or how not automatic it is. Because we just want the puck on our stick at all times. And it's one thing to be, you know, in the right position when you're on offense and don't have the puck. And it's a whole different thing when you're supposed to be on defense and not have the puck. And I just think there's a lot of guys that haven't probably had to think as uh, 
minutely, at least in ter- terms of attention to detail, as I'm sure they're asking them to over the course of the next couple of days because you have big-time shoes to fill with the absence of those two big names. And then this is the NHL. There's no easy wins. There's no uh, nights you can just kind of mail it in and show up, even though this is a, a very soft division. But it doesn't matter because the year is still young. You have nothing built up. You're one and one. And uh, the definition of mediocre. And so until you prove otherwise, that is exactly who you are. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.